Hello and welcome to episode 43 of Casual Master Quest. I'm your host for the episode. I'm Nick. Uh, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Woo! Hi. Uh, how, how's everybody doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Thank you for asking, Nick. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing alright too. Thank you for asking. I'm just a little sore in the throat, so I'm gonna sound a little bit like, like this, a little, a little raspy sometimes in the episode. Oh, you're gonna be a old, sexy, raspy. Your solid four. Catch sure, sure. Up. We'll do that. Yeah. Um. The, uh, before before we before we move on into our regular programming, uh, there's no there's no easy way uh, to say this or even acknowledge it. Uh, but this is a you know real life event that that hit a little close to home. I uh, just want to acknowledge the uh, the uh, shootings recently at Christchurch in New Zealand. The two shootings. Um, I grew up in the Middle East, and stuff like this is not easy to hear about or see. Um, and really, all I have to say without dragging any kind of other other shit into this discussion is let's be nice to each other we're all we're all people um uh, these people were just heading out for their normal weekly prayers it was a uh, it's a moment of uh introspection and reflection and they were just enjoying their uh, fridays and and this happened uh if you see a video don't watch it if you don't share his name don't share his manifesto he does not deserve that attention um, we just have to be nice to each other. Yeah. I love you, Nick. Yeah. Um, and so moving past that, cause we are a video game show sometimes. Um, how are you doing Tyler? How's your week been? Well, now that we had our little serious moment there, if you will, I do want to, you know, revert back to comedy and say, you don't say it back. Thank you. Or as the as the old school as the old school uh, tactic was, I love YouTube. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna say I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I go full uh, Japanese on it. Come in the side. I'm doing okay, Nick. It's it's been a, a fun week. I've uh, discovered a lot of cool things uh, this week uh, in terms of video games, and I'll get to talk about that later, very specifically. But uh, man, I really found out uh some cool shit about bluetooth so what you find uh, about bluetooth well i i can tell you this about bluetooth um in general any any person who's a nerd or even self-identifies as enjoying tech the moment you throw bluetooth on anything they will buy it oh dude that's a sick lawnmower you have there and it's got bluetooth connectivity what are you going to use it for i don't know i don't care i want it I mean, no, I don't have a good idea for a Bluetooth on the lawnmower. <laughs> it's like it can play music. It's like you can't fucking hear it. It's like you're saying, "What yeah. if, what if it played? It spun the blades in accordance to the rhythm of the music you upload." And so, yeah. as you were cutting the grass, you it would play, play that some, music. like high BPM techno or something. Once if it you know, plays like too fast, and all of a sudden the blade just spins off. <laughs> but um, that would be that would be funny. That would be dangerous, but funny. Hmm. Um. Maybe what happened with your up to the song? There we go. Get some LEDs around that would, it. That would be a little bit better. I think that would be a lot safer and a little bit of a smarter choice. Um, what uh, what were your recent discoveries with Bluetooth? So I should have realized this a long time ago, but as I'm sure you know, Nick, PlayStation Four controllers, Switch controllers, and all that stuff—it's all connected by Bluetooth nowadays. Uh, back in the day, actually, I'm trying to think of uh, like even uh, I think an Xbox 360 controller might have been Bluetooth at this point. It, it might have been I mean, they were wireless. 
Yeah, it was definitely um, wireless. So that being said, in my head, it's like, oh, uh, controllers like that, they must have Bluetooth capabilities, but everything must be encrypted because Sony doesn't want you to use it on anything but your PlayStation 4. And then I hooked it up to my PC in a small program, which maybe the be the de-encrypting. I think it was just properly syncing it. And I just realized I could use my PlayStation 4 controller on uh, the PC. Nice. Now, I realized that for Destiny 2 a couple of weeks ago, but there was uh, a couple of alternative uses I've been able to, you know, I've been able to play games with my PS4 controller, which is what I'm really comfortable with. But more importantly, in this case, I was I discovered I can sync my PlayStation 4 controller to my phone. And that is oh. weird. Have you ever done something like that before? Uh, no, because I have an iPhone, so they don't give us any fancy toys. Mm-hmm. And so I did that with my Pro Controller uh, as well for the Switch. And as it turns out, maybe the phone's Bluetooth isn't that strong. I have no idea what's going on, but uh, I, I gave it a shot with uh, a game and it was incredibly laggy. And the, the input was not too, it was, it was left right. to be desired. And so uh, I tried something else. And uh, this is another interesting thing I discovered is uh, you could totally hook up a converter to a USB wire for your port to your phone uh, for android users you got your right, right. the fuck you got a lightning cable or something like that sure I sure guess that's what it's called god damn apple phones anyways uh doing that allows me to plug in a wired controller and everything was beautiful it, it, it was weird nick playing a n64 emulator with the controller hanging on in front of me on an air vent on the truck. I didn't think it was possible, but it was a thing, Nick. Well, I mean, that's why um, that was some of uh, Epic's concerns with bringing Fortnite to Android, because uh, with PUBG Mobile uh, launching on Androids, you could hook up a controller and play as if, you you know, you're on a console or you're on a PC. Right. Uh, so out for in, in, intensely, um, uh, insanely unfair uh, matchups. So... Um, yeah, no, it, uh, uh, Android phones allow you a lot more freedom than iPhones do. Um, I have uh, a few friends who play um, uh, Pokemon emulators with controllers on, mm. on Android. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they just hook up uh, you can, because you can buy other, you know, not so popular uh, Bluetooth controllers. Uh, hook it up to your phone and then get it going that way. Honestly, uh, I would love to get one of those uh, SNES controllers and just hook it up to my thing. I feel like it would be built for something like that. And so I could use a SNES emulator, hook it up, and just play like it's old school, essentially. However, at the same time, I've been using my 3DS a lot, and a lot of the games I've been wanting to play, like, uh, for example, let's say Link to the Past, is it's on my 3DS now, so I really you know, right. don't have to worry about it. Unless there's something that was happening to Link to the Past that you know made things a little bit different or weird that wasn't sanctioned by Nintendo completely on their system and might be talking about something. But uh, last week, I also played a little bit of Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, oh. I think I talked about it a couple of weeks oh, right, ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm currently playing my half-elf drow descent bard, and I love deceiving. Deception is a wonderful skill, Nick. You you were singing a very different tune when we played Deceit like a few months ago. Okay, not the game Deceit. Let's be the that game is a burning trash fire. Like to this day, <laughs> I don't know where the fuel comes from, but it's still burning. Also, I'm I'm glad no one's talking about the game. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey Nick, you want to play Deceit after this? So tell me about your Dungeon Dragons character. 
Okay, so Usherix, aka Usher, aka Usher. Yeah. Her, she she likes to sing the yes song because that's the only one she knows. Kind of like uh, the person that plays her. Uh, man, I, I I never really got into D and D. So I mean, I listen to a lot of it and I enjoy like the stories and stuff that are unfolding, but I never really had a chance to play myself. And so I had all this fucking knowledge, but none of the experience. It was very weird. It's like being a college student with a fancy degree, but I have none of the work experience. And going into it is so weird. I felt like a teenager that was like, come on, DM, I know what I'm doing. As I like do some terrible, like, uh, that's not how that works kind of situation. Like, I know what a condom is. You put it on your head when it rains kind of stuff. And... (laughs) It, it led to some interesting times, and I'm currently at level five, I believe, which is you know isn't too high, but it's still up there. And, and I got so many cool spells I want to do, Nick. I want to cast heat metal on somebody's sword, makes it glow red hot, and they have to either roll a Constitution saving throw or drop it. And I can just keep burning them, or I could put it on their belt buckle and just burn their nuts or something. I, I got passions, Nick. You know, and uh, beyond that. I got to read a little bit of uh, manga this week for my birthday. My best friend Brandon, as well as my wife, uh, teamed up to get a uh, a Zelda manga collection set Ooh. for my birthday. And it's fantastic. It's awesome. The problem is, though, I need a good free weekend to read it sometime. And so uh, the situation came up where I had about half hour to an hour to read the manga. And so I, uh, I got into it, started reading the comic for uh, the Minish Cap. It was a nice. good time. Now, Nick, you, you told me off the air, I believe, that you uh, you listen and or sorry, read manga all the time throughout the week. So, uh, what Pretty do you much, yeah. what do you read, buddy? Um, I keep uh, because it all comes out on like uh, it's all weekly releases. Okay. Um, and so I keep up with uh, the standard uh, like big ones because that's all I have time for right now. So One Piece, um, Boku no Hero Academia. Uh, I'm reading something called Eden Zero. Uh, there was something else I'm reading. Uh, the fairy tale 100 year quest. Uh, then the, the, the manga about the shield hero. I can't remember what the Japanese name is and I don't want to butcher that on air, but, uh, yeah, I read a few, uh, Shoku, uh, Shoku no Soma. That's the food wars one. Um, mm. you know, the, like one chapter comes out a week. It's, it's, it's like 10 minutes of my time. That's easier than reading like a whole series or, uh, keeping up with a lot of other ones. Um, yeah, I just always preferred reading manga to watching anime. That is weird to me, man. I mean, it makes sense. I I don't know if I'm a manga person or an anime person. I think I've been an anime person just because I like to multitask. But just the idea of sitting down and reading a book is great to me. It's just in a time of right. peace, you know. You, you, you don't appreciate it as much as you used to as you know when you were younger. Because I used to read books all the time, but now I just don't give myself the time to do that. And manga not only offers an easier equivalent to that, it provides a different medium that, you know, a, you get to look in as well as read. And it really, you know, paints a good picture where I agree. Yeah. I have no imagination. So it's like, you know, I read Harry Potter and their stick figures with wands. And so, you know, manga uh, offers me something better than that. Yeah, and but, with uh, um, and with anime, like I'll I'll probably pick up a completed series, something that I know is finished and doesn't have too many fillers because I just don't I I can't stand fillers, and also a lot of the times the English dubs throw me off. So if I ever do watch uh, anime, it'll always be uh, 
uh, English subs. Now, Nick, uh, how's your week been going? Because I, I know it's been getting a little rough for you, and a lot of wild shit has been happening. Um, let me let me see what I put down here to make sure that I talk about the right things. Um, I've fallen sick. Um, all my running around, doing all the schoolwork, uh, because for one of my group projects, um, some of my uh, teammates are just straight up not doing anything. So I have to pick up all the slack and I'm not in a position where I can sit and negotiate and yell at them and get them to do something because we're ra rapidly approaching the end of the semester. Ooh. So it's one of those situations where I just got to like, fuck it, I'll just do it myself, make sure we get a good grade. And then we're never just going to work together ever again after this, <laughs> you know? Um, That's rough, man. Like, uh, did you, were you put in the position with them or did you have to reach out to people and say, hey, you should join my team? No, so we formed the team right at the start of the semester for this group, but everything was going fine up until the end of Feb, uh, like start of March, uh, when a crisis hit, uh, somebody backed off, uh, a few other people started slacking off, and um, and then it was up to like three out of the five of us to decide how we're going to proceed, and I said, fuck it, I'll just do most of this, you guys take care of all the paperwork, because having you learn how to make videos and websites is going to take longer than me actually doing it. Hmm. Uh, that that's rough man i'm yeah. sorry to hear that um and so um all the running around uh, the little gaming i've been able to squeeze in and the lack of sleep has caught up to me finally um and also i believe there is a strain of flu running around um so i'm, I'm a little sick but i started you know uh snorting some hot water injecting honey smoking some tea leaves and i'm feeling a little bit better those are all accurate and fancy ways to handle each of those herbs and medicinal uh... exactly Doctor approved. I'm not a doctor, but it's approved. Um, then, um, I mean, I still argue that you look like Doctor Domingos from the Tomb Raider series. So, you could be a doctor if you role play. Sure. Okay, we'll doctor. make that work. Um, and then, um, so we're moving out at the end of the month. Uh, building management called me. They're like, uh, this. So they called me on Thursday, this past Thursday, and they're at at five p.m. They're like, hey, just to let you know, we're, we're going to be showing some uh, people who are interested in running out of the place when you move out. I'm like, all right, when, when, when's that happening? Um, oh, it's going to happen today at 530. Um, my roommate's out at work. I'm uh, 20 miles away from home. Uh, the apartment has been cleaned. And I'm like, why are you telling me now? A, there's nobody at home. Uh, B, do they know about the mice? And he sounded so shocked and confused. He's like, what? Mice? What mice? And I'm like... You, you know that you still haven't taken care of the problem. He's like, wait, so you're telling me you're still affected by the mice? I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. They're, they're now in more walls than ever. Like, they've been the more, most active. <laughs> they've been, they've been tennis, the most active. What are you talking about? <laughs> they've been the most active over the last two weeks. There's shit all over the place. Like, we've just given up on cleaning because the shit just comes back in a day. Like, it's the reason we're moving out is because of you. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry to hear. I'm like, you're the one who, who's not been setting out the uh, maintenance guy to patch in all the holes. You're the one who's uh, just been waiting for the report from the exterminators that you hired who've told you every single week that they've come that there are holes that need to be patched and these are the things you have to do. Uh, but then they've just still not done anything. And we've been facing this since November. And he's like, oh, I'm really sorry about that. I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you're sorry or not. Um, you can show them. We're not going to hide anything. We're not going to clean up. We're just going to clean up the day before we move out, make sure that we get our deposit back. But yeah, you're like, oh, okay, they didn't show up that day. 
<laughs> they didn't show up, and I don't think they're going to show up until they actually deal with the situation once we move out. But it's none of my concern. Also, I was never that rude. Just, uh, just as a disclaimer, it's just me. It's just coming course, out and the story, right. the exaggeration. I, w- I was a little bit more direct, a little bit more blunt, but I didn't. I, I try to avoid just randomly swearing at people if I can. So when I think of Canadians, and this is my stereotype here, I always think of them as lawful good. If you want to give them alignment. But right. uh, I feel like uh, you just described the closest thing to lawful evil at this point. I, I didn't think Canadians came in that variety. It's kind of scary, man. Well, I mean, you're going to find scummy pieces of shit anywhere you go with any kind of corporation. So. Yeah, Justin Bieber. Uh, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and then I got a distracted driving ticket this week. Oof. Um, Nick, now, okay. okay, okay, okay. Let me be very clear here. Could I ask questions? I'm not- yeah, no, you can, but let me uh, let me get to it, and we'll we'll go through the question and answer. All I'm just saying is that I know I'm in the wrong here. I'm not defending my uh, the fact that I was in the wrong at, in any way. All that happened uh, was that I pulled up to a traffic light, um, and now the cops parked um, down one of the side streets, and they they parked their cars there, and they're walking around watching drivers. I pulled up to a stoplight. I pulled out my phone to change a song. Because I was on, I have Bluetooth in my car. Change the song. Put my phone back. Cop pulled up to my window. Asked me for license and registration. Told me to pull over to the side. Came back and gave me a ticket for four hundred dollars. Damn. Now, I'm not gonna say that he wasn't wrong to give me a ticket. I was in the wrong clearly. Uh, I was using my phone. Shouldn't have been, even though I was a stoplight. I deserve to be punished. But four hundred fucking dollars is half of my monthly budget, not including rent and bills. It's wild because over here in Michigan, a uh, if you're driving with the phone in your hand, that's a hundred bucks. So the fact that you're paying four hundred Canadian dollars that that's that's over the top, man. He gave me the he gave me the maximum fine straight away, and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna take this to court because I I, I will pay a fine because I deserve to pay a fine, but four hundred dollars is a bit much when I was at a red light and I just changed the song and I put my phone away. I know the feeling, man. Uh, so there is uh, one thing that scares me from ever even looking at my phone the wrong way while I'm in the truck, and that is the fact uh, federally, I believe, uh, it's a $2,600 uh, ticket for right. having your phone in your hand while in, in a right. commercial vehicle. Also, pretty much you'll instantly lose your job almost anywhere if you right. uh, right. get caught with your phone in your hand because you can imagine these consequences of what could happen if you're distracted by that. Shit. Nick. Damn. Yeah. You're yeah. sick, Nick. Yeah. Down with the sick, Nick. Yeah. I believe I believe the term I used last night was sick news when I tried to say sickness. Yes. Um, because my head was just that foggy. Um, but, yeah, no, my weeks, uh, apart from being busy, <laughs> I haven't had much time to game. Not this week. I'm so excited for uh, April uh, for several reasons. Um Mainly, I'll be doing a lot of gaming. Uh, the new Avengers is coming out, um, and I don't know if we're telling people yet about the other thing. Thing, Tyler. Uh, not yet. Let's hold off on our super secret plans just a little bit more. That way, I, once I get everything confirmed, because uh, I got to get some a certain document expedited for sure. Understood. Um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 ready to get back into gaming whenever I can. Also, I did want to say. Um, uh, I will definitely be planning this, and I could definitely use all of your help. So we, I, I think two two weeks ago, I talked about uh, Guardian Con again. Yes. 
But it up. I'm going to start my whole spiel. Uh, Do you need me to build the document or something with you? Also, you didn't no. let me ask any questions about the ticket. Okay, okay. Ask questions about the ticket before I get into this. How are you today? I'm I'm doing I'm doing okay today. I'm uh, uh, woke up, had a little bit of tea. Uh, I feel a little bit better actually compared to yesterday. I'm going to take some pills and I'm going to go watch Captain Marvel later. Treat myself a little bit and then I'm going to continue Ooh. working. Yeah. It's actually going to be me tomorrow. I'm hoping to see Captain Marvel with the wife. Yeah, I'm really excited. All right, that's all my questions about the the ticket. Okay. Anyways. So, um, in a few, I don't know exactly when. I'll have to wait till signups open. But GuardianCon has always allowed uh, smaller satellite streams to go on to help contribute to the charity uh, fundraising. So, whenever that opens up, and once I can plan it, I will actually be doing a fundraising stream. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, do you want me to be a producer that handle all the technical stuff? No, it's not going to be that complicated. It's just I'm going to be doing a fundraising stream, and I just want people to show up and just, you know, give me some eyes because this is going to be raising money for kids with cancer. Uh, and to fight that cancer, if you don't support fighting kids' cancer, you're a jerk. Uh, <laughs> that's the bottom, bottom line. The fucking CMQ staple at this point. Um, Just hear that fucking phrase right there. If you but, don't, but no, I'll have fight. to. I'll have to see how many people would be interested. How many people I can get out, and then I'd have to set goals. And I believe one of those goals will be. Um, I'll. I'm, I'm gonna get my. Um, like this is gonna be one of the end stretch goals. I'm gonna shave my beard live on stream. Heck, no. Yeah, yeah. Anything for the kids? No, anything. Just all off. Anything you, for the kids. You do a handlebar? Nope, nothing. Oh. Just all off. Yeah. Nick, Nick, you have a full cheek, chin, mouth, under the nose. Like he has the full beard for the audio listeners, and so the idea of him cleaning it off. I mean, for the kids, I understand. There's gonna have to be a lot of love in the terms of like cash flow in order for that to happen. Yeah, and remember, right? whatever whatever's gonna come in that day is gonna go straight to the kids. But I'm, you know, I I I, I wouldn't know what a goal for myself would be. Um, I'm not gonna expect a, a, an enormous amount because I have a small community and I and and uh, you know I know them. But I'm I don't think it would be unreasonable for me to expect a decent amount either. So I'll have to see. I have to plot out some numbers, put out some stretch goals, figure out what's gonna what's gonna happen. So if you want donations to directly go to. You know the kids, of course. Uh, right. How, how would you do that? Would you just request or have a staple for like to your PayPal or something like that? No. So um, uh, once uh, signups open, uh, they work with uh, what's the what's the name? I think they work with uh, uh, Tiltify. It's a fundraising mm. platform, and okay. so I I just have to sign up, uh, pick a date, set my incentives. Uh, they'll give me a link, and that I'll be and then people will be able to use that link to donate, and that'll be specifically linked to like my stream and my goals. But then all of that goes directly to Saint Jude. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I don't say if there's a way that I can monitor there, monitor that to you know just keep you updated while you can mm. focus and shoot shit. I, I'd be happy. Yeah, to I'd, do have, something I'd like have that. I'd have to figure out what game I'd be playing too. Um, oh yeah, because you wouldn't be playing Destiny two twenty four. No, honestly, no. Like, uh, like you should see some of the, the <laughs> see some of the things that some streamers do. Like uh, Doctor Lupo, one of the bigger Fortnite streamers. Um, you know, twenty dollars, he'll drop any item immediately from his inventory. A uh, hundred dollars, he has to play with the controller for that game. Two hundred dollars, he has to play with, uh, uh, I think, uh, buttons inversed or look inverted and stuff like that. So what there's some silly things. Dollars to drop any item. So if somebody donates twenty dollars, he'll drop any item in his inventory that they say at that moment immediately. Wait, in Destiny Two? No, this is in Fortnite. 
Okay, I was gonna say that's horrible. Jesus Christ, all the work you do. Oh, it, oh yeah. No, no, but with Destiny, some people do put stretch goals or like, all right, if I hit five thousand dollars, I will delete this god rolled weapon. It's like saying I'll stab myself for the children if you pay me enough money. It's like why would you do pretty, that? Pretty much. But uh yeah, just want to let everybody know that uh that's what's happening. When is this happening? Like when um, is uh... I... okay. you can expect what it to happen frame? sometime uh May, June is okay. uh probably good. Yeah, so in a few months. So hypothetically, of course, this is me being this is you know, Captain Hypothetical over here. Right. Hello, right. my name's Captain Hypothetical. Nick, if you per se had an Elgato sixty, would you be able to stream any certain Switch games? If yeah. I had a capture card, I could definitely stream yeah. certain games. Oh, Captain Hypothetical is twisting his beard. Really thinking. <laughs> okay. Uh thank you, Captain Hypothetical. Or hypothetical. Thanks, no problem. Away! Hypothetically. All right, he's gone. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the, the, the leaves a, a lot of opportunities. Uh, we should probably get some kind of feedback, you know? What kind of game we'll, should Nick play? We'll, um, we'll figure it out. We'll slowly plan that over the next few months. But moving on. Yes. This, this is a video game show. I've already mentioned, mentioned that like twice. Holy shit, there's video games in this thing. Tell her what have you been playing this week. So, I've been playing one game and one game only. The good news is it's not any of the games that I've discussed before. Hypothetical. Or no, nope, I'm not going to say that word. You say it too many times, it comes back. And then you see, you know, it's like, <laughs> what if the water turned into beer in your faucet? And it's like, oh, hypothetically, of course. <laughs> oh, shit. Get out of here. Okay. Anyways, there's been uh, one game, and it's an oldie. I'm going to start off with uh, the preface of saying it is Ocarina of Time. Now, Ocarina of Time is obviously a Nintendo 64 game. Got a remaster in 3D form for the 3DS and all that stuff. I've played so much of the game in my childhood that I would like to think that I have it memorized. Now, that's not true because I'm nowhere as, you know, the same level as a lot of the speedrunners and all those crazy bastards that play so much of the damn game. However, I do have a fondness for it. And, you know, I, I like to think that I have a good grasp on it. So my best friend and I discovered that there is something called Ocarina of Time Randomizer. It's been out for a while. It, you know, the concept is simple. All the chests are randomized. Brings a whole new level of gaming because not only do you need to know how to complete the dungeons and all that, you need to know where all the chests are in the game. Even the minor ones that would give you five rupees or a heart, you know, just a regular heart. And so I've been practicing and learning where all the chests are, where, you know, what item gives me what advantage to this area, you know, if I get this item, my start, where am I supposed to go kind of stuff? And it's been fantastic, Nick. I've been actually having a really good time, you know, discovering nice. like, oh, you know, uh, if I get this heart piece, this is what, you know, what I get for that. And the idea of doing a 100% randomizer run is almost thrilling for the most part, except for gold sculptures. Fuck those bitches. Anyways, sorry. I shouldn't use a gendered insult for golden spiders. Anyways, uh, there is something also to add it to that called multi-world now multi-world is a weird thing but simply put you have two emulators that are linked up to each other uh for example brandon and i in this case and the randomizer is in full effect to where there's a possibility where if you open a chest the item might actually go to the other player and so the concept of being able to help each other get through a randomized run where your progress affects their progress and you're trying to team up and work together to beat the game. It's so fucking cool, man. 
like the, the only thing I could think of that would be even cooler at this point is to uh, have a, a flat-out Ocarina of Time multiplayer, which does exist, as it turns out, but uh, I'm not going to mess with that because that's going to be a really weird mod. I'm afraid that might be a local player, but I, I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping to play some of it. Like He wants to do speedruns and stuff. I'm saying that's overambitious. I just want to beat it one time with them. Just you know, the show that we could, right? Because beating that game and randomized, for the most part, requires a lot of skill and knowledge that I don't have in reality. But I'm gonna have fun with it. We'll see what happens. What about you, Nick? What do you? What have you been playing, bud? Well, just quickly talk about that. I think a couple of episodes ago, I talked about watching King Athalion do uh, randomized uh, Link to the Past runs. Okay. He always taught me about how each seed is essentially a puzzle. Um, and you'll never ever get like locked out of accessing an area. You just have to solve the puzzle on right. where you have to go to get which item to go where next until you can finally get to the end. And the, the whole idea is fascinating. And I, I, I love how, um, you know, like older games are getting sort of uh, uh, second wind. Uh, with stuff like this, with randomizers, especially recently. Um, there is also something called Crowd Control. Uh, I can't remember if that's the name of the company or that's just the name of the app that they make, uh, the mm -hmm. company makes. Uh, but it allows uh, for some uh, uh, Twitch integrations. So somebody can donate or cheer to get you killed immediately, uh, to lock you out of certain areas. And so it, uh, King Athalian and Professor Broman, uh, two of the uh, directors for Guardian Con, uh, do donation uh, streams, uh, randomizer, crowd control, link to the past runs every now and then. Um, and a lot of that money goes to some of the, a lot of their fundraising uh, activities. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking it up, and uh, I don't know what games they can all affect. Obviously, link to the past would be the, the big one, but it looks like uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 is a, another one. Oh, boy. That would, I would get mad at my viewers if I did that. <laughs> like, well, what I mean, the fuck are you doing reversing my controls like that? Well, I mean, at that point, uh, the 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 only reason you do that is because you're giving them incentives or whatever, right? So I'd I'd be pretty mad too, but at least it's probably going for a good cause. To be fair, uh, in terms of Ocarina of Time, I tried playing and I did not get beat it. Uh, a version of it called Chaos Mode, where. Uh, Basically, the ROM has so many random game shark codes implemented into the thing that the game is 80% there, and the other 20%, it feels like they even took code out. And so, just randomly out of the blue, there's times where you'll become paper thin and you can't right. you know, climb or walk or anything, and you got to, you know, leave and walk back in to see what will happen. Sometimes your sword disappears for the entire game for some reason. It's just like random chance of who knows horrible shit like that happening. I mean, there was a time where I broke a pot hoping to get a rupee and an R-Wing from uh, Star Fox came out because it was <laughs> it was in the debug of uh, this game that they made a model for that for some reason. They never used it in game, but this game shark is like, all right, you got a little tiny R-Wing flying around trying to shoot and kill you. And it's like, fantastic. <laughs> there was a time where I had tried to take on Goma, the first boss in Ocarina of Time, and this chaos version, and I think I lost my slingshot because it just said fuck you and took off. And so I had Deku nuts and I didn't have any, uh, I had, I think I had sticks and sticks you can use to kill Goma instead of a sword. But I was running out of Deku nuts and I needed stuff. And so uh, I, 
I'm trying to remember. I had an item that allowed me to cut grass. So maybe I did have the sword. I think the sword would occasionally turn into a bottle with bugs in it for some fucking reason. And so I would cut the grass and all of a sudden a fucking R-wing popped out of it instead of the Deku nuts I needed to stun the boss. And so I was running away from the boss as well as this goddamn R-wing that kept shooting me down. It was horrific. So if the equivalent of that was me getting a lot of money or you know donations from people who wanted to trigger that kind of shit, then by all means, I suppose <laughs> there's fun there. Fun. It's all worth it at the end. Um, Is it? I'm gonna call you out on that. I don't know. I don't think that that would be. Well, I mean, you it. you won't know till you try. I always imagine keep a, imagine imagine a Dead Space three crowd control version where they could donate and then have a zombie pop uh, up whenever. As long you as, donate enough, and then you'll just have like the audio clips playing instead of like an actual zombie, and you just look around. Okay. And all horrified. As long as like I, I want a hundred dollars minimum if they want to spawn one of those <laughs> fucking big sexy bastards, because you know if five bucks spawns a single one somebody starts donating enough that like five of them keep popping up and fuck that oh jesus um so i've been playing d2 yes you have yeah there's a there was a new uh uh season uh slash update uh slash content cycle of the annual pass that started last week um this week uh it continued with uh, integrating some very interesting lore into the game now a part of Part of what makes Destiny awesome as a whole is just the amount of lore in the game and what they're trying to do with it and the community that does stuff with the lore. One of my favorite uh, YouTubers, my name is Bife. Um, he makes phenomenal, extensive lore videos. Mm, I remember that... that name when I was first getting into Destiny for that reason alone, just because I wanted to understand what the hell was happening. And it's 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 fascinating. And right now they're going through one of the... Uh, major stories in the game that laid the foundation for a big part of the game um, in D1, uh, which bought us the weapons, uh, the last word and thorn. And so, yeah, uh, early in January, uh, the last word was available again, and everybody's been lo in love with it. I've been enjoying it. And then they bought back the thorn. And um, it's it's a good old time in Destiny 2 right now. Um, there's still a lot of issues, still a lot of things that we need to talk about and figure out. But in general, for lore and for certain aspects of the game um things are fun hmm. and uh that's all i've been able to get and i haven't been playing too much of it uh thing with how things have been busy and it's probably going to be like that for the next two or three weeks uh around the 10th of april 11th of april that's when i finally break free and i only have two finals to uh, focus on so i can spend a little bit more time experimenting with some games and you're gonna spend it all on crucible i fucking i'm calling it now not only on Crucible. I actually got, um, wh what is it called? Hotline Miami for free a little while back, and I only just remembered about it. So I, I really wanted to pick that up. Like, I want to give it a shot. But there's another game that you had bought that you haven't touched since you bought it. I, I don't want to touch an extensive game until I'm done with my last final, and that's on the 23rd of April, so that I could just sit on my couch and just do that. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. I suddenly, for completely obvious to you, but otherwise mysterious reasons, am okay <laughs> with this. Right, so, you know, I can just pick up where I left off, and uh, uh, somebody would uh, appreciate that, I, yes. I think. Yeah. Eh. Um, well, whatever could we be talking about? We'll, in the we'll world find maybe. out. We'll find out. 
We'll find out in the next episode of Casual Master Quest. Maybe the episode after that. Or the episode after that. We'll see. A, You'll find out when you find out. In a couple episodes. All right. So moving on, we've got we've got some interesting um, things to talk about this week. And we're going to start off with probably the more fun one, I think. Bum, 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 so, bum. Oh, sorry. So, so, Tyler, have you heard of the Gangster Gaming League? Yo, dog. I have not heard about the game. Uh, the gangster sorry <laughs> i'm sorry it, it, it's because I, i'm a sheltered child i always say gangster but is in fact gangsta ah you know i'm so, I'm sorry too i made that same mistake i apologize like I only you don't grew up say in stir away from my waffles you say sta away from my bagels so it's gangsta so nick tell me about the oh i'm sorry is it gangsta no, it is Gangster. Never mind. I retract everything I say. It's Gangster <laughs> Gaming League. So, so the Gangster Gaming League is um, obviously a gaming league uh, uh, run and organized by a company called Mary Jane. And that's spelled M-E-R-R-Y Jane, J-A-N-E. Uh, Mary Jane is a company that belongs to Snoop Dogg. Um, and they recently hosted their... Uh, first ever tournament for um, what was it Madden NFL um, a day after they announced the 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 invention or the creation of the gangster gaming league <laughs> hello this major gaming league convention exists uh, you know instead of giving months upon months of training and whatnot we're doing it fucking tomorrow dog we're doing it tomorrow sign up here we go. Or maybe they had it all like uh, this was behind the scenes. There we have people that was professional playing. And well, uh, so I can't speak too much for the players, but looking through the VOD, it is it. It's an interesting show. It it really is just a bunch. It looks like a bunch of friends gathered up in a, another friend's basement, and then just set up like a casting booth and a broadcast table, and they just they just went at it. Um, production quality was. Suboptimal in comparison to other gaming league channels. Um, the the viewership was not so great considering who was behind the organization of this event. Right. Um, Do we know uh, like how many people watched this? Uh, so let's see here. Um, the, the stream uh, peaked at around 2,600 viewers. And then the, the video itself looks like it hit about 40,000, which is... Uh, for some, you know, Snoop Dogg running his, you know, his big show, uh, that's actually pretty small. Um, yeah, and I think I think it's purely, uh, again, marketing. Hold the fucking yeah. phone. Yeah. At the bottom of this article, it shows Gangsta Gaming League versus Gangster. And now this is fucking just messing with me. I don't understand anymore. What the fuck is going on? Is it Gangster or Gangsta? Uh, like, okay, so I, 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 I think what happened was that Snoop Dogg presented it as a gangsta gaming league and media just decided to not use uh, the spelling provided and replace it with gangster. Okay. That is fair because even in his, uh, even in his little tweet that he sent out, he, uh, he, he called it gangsta. And so he calls it gangsta. Everybody else calls it gangster. Uh, like, wh what happens here? Do we do we have to fight? Do we do gangster? 
Well, considering Snoop Dogg and what he's um, an advocate for, I think fighting is the opposite of what they enjoy. So what do you do? You just call you, it GGL for the rest of the time? You just call it whatever you call it, light up a blunt, and just carry on and play games. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I wonder what kind of prize pool there was for the tournament. I did um, not see. Oh, sorry, $11,000. Yeah. So considering considering the prize pool, considering the viewership, I think that's pretty good. Um just if you take away uh who it's being organized by, um so you take into consideration the prize pool being so small, the viewership on all platforms and the suboptimal production value, this was this this was kind of a success. Hmm. But when you when you put in Stoop Dog, it's kind of like, well, this is not what you would expect. But also, I think it is consider his age. Uh, not that that has anything to do with the fact that you can't enjoy or play video games. But this is a very new uh, market for people to put money in, right? Is Snoop Dogg only paying attention to uh, gaming tournaments now because of maybe what happened with Soldier Boy? Not that he was never a fan of games, or is he was he just genuinely interested for a while, but just kind of like put it together at the last minute. I feel like this was a test run and it was done with uh, the bare minimals. Like I'm looking at this, uh, both the video and the uh, discussion about it in this uh, article. Thank you, Twin Galaxies, by the way. Uh, not only was there a lot of rip and tearing through the uh, processing, like it, it felt like they made such a great scene, but they forgot to get a good computer or something like that. Or right. they thought they were going to use, you know, a uh, 2006 HP pavilion to run all this or something. And, uh, it did not work in their favor at all. Uh, I would agree with it being a test. Like I think they just they're out of their depth here, um, and you know coming into a completely new kind of market or industry, knowing who to reach out to or who to f- who who's going to know what to help you get set up can be difficult. So like maybe they just slapped some stuff together, got some friends together, and they're like, let's just do this thing. We'll give some people some money. We'll just have a good time. And it generally looks like they had a good time. I'm not trying to take it take that away from them. It's just. For, for a man of his notoriety, you would expect something more. Right. I mean, he did get to enjoy a lot of weed, apparently, according to this article. So, I mean. What, what a shocker. I know, right? <laughs> Next news, water is wet. <laughs> um, but I think, I think it also provided some interesting uh, insights to his fan base. Um, so, in case you don't know about it. Snoop Dogg does have a video out there somewhere where he acts as, where he takes up David Attenborough's role in a nature video and comments on some otter, like the uh, behavior of some otters and some alligators. Um, and it's a fascinating, fascinating video, funny as fuck. And I think he, Snoop Dogg is a little bit more established on YouTube because his YouTube uh, live stream did get 40,000 views, uh, which is a considerable jump between Twitch, which peaked at t- uh, 2,600. Sure. Like, I, I keep looking at this video and you got this big ass logo that is just constantly spinning and moving up there. It's, I think it's actually wobbling to the side. It's fucking with me. And, like, I can't see half the screen right now because of all the screen tearing. I I, I hope if they uh, he does try something like this again, uh, he, he, A, gets a better computer that can handle this because he's having all this input and it's just he doesn't have the horsepower to work with it right now. It looks like uh, he also has the contestants working in the same room as uh, him. 
because you can see like the cameraman uh, pointing at Snoop Dogg in the background at one of the the players, and it's kind of messing with me. Uh, yeah, so so like I mentioned, it's a little suboptimal, um, and I think they have the means uh, to find a good space to source a good space and to source uh, good equipment. And I think they're just trying to figure out whether this would be worth the investment, maybe. Uh, because this would be smart if they were trying to figure out if they if it was worth the investment, right? And do you think uh, do you think Soup Dog is trying to find someone to help invest in him, or do you think that he's just trying to find uh, interest where he can invest in himself? Uh, I I think I mean considering it's being put on by his own company, I would imagine they have their own investors and they have their own line of finance. But I think he's probably going to be a key contributor because he does seem to have the passion for it this is not the first time he's expressed interest in uh, gaming i can't think of any particular examples but snoop dogg has been known to be a little bit of a gamer himself along with ice t who enjoys playing destiny every now and then okay and is a titan main if that makes you happy (laughs) oh boy uh snoop dogg uh also known as calvin he's uh 47 years old and he is currently one of the richest rappers in the world. His net worth is at 135 million. So he could afford a lot of stuff like this. Yep. All right. Well, good on him. We'll see if uh, there's any progress. Hopefully, there's a solid improvement in the future for him. Um. Yeah. No. I. Th- I think this is. Uh. Again. We we are in an interesting year for video games and tournaments and marketing. Um. I think we're at the we're reaching the peak, or we've already reached the peak with just how much money has been uh, pushed into the video game industry. Um, and if things don't go well this year in general, with uh, be it launch titles, tournaments, uh, marketing deals, we could see a lot of that money just uh, just leave, and then the industry could suffer um, because a lot of the investors, sure as shit, don't know anything about gaming. They just see money. They just see potential. And they want their uh, ROI. It, it, sorry, I shouldn't sigh that uh, sad at that idea. It's just, it's really rough. I'm not going to get into the uh, the pessimistic, uh, the world is doomed in terms of video games uh, mindset, though, Nick. You can't bring me down like that. Oh, no, I don't, I like, I'm, I'm talking, I, I don't think it's ever going to be doomed. I think it's just going to be, if things don't go well with certain games or with certain uh, franchises, it's just going to be harder for them to generate traction. Um, and I think this is going to be a good segue into our topic of the show because uh, we, I think we're at a potential now, uh, or, or we're at a situation now where we have the potential to see smaller studios rise up. Um, I, I, I really do, and I'd like to see more of that because there have been some larger companies that have been struggling. Um, it, it, like, for example, if Anthem doesn't fix its shit, that could potentially be the end of Bioware. Mm. That is a unfortunate but very rear, real possibility. Right. Um, so topic of the show really is is, and we've done something similar to this, but we're seeing more evidence for it now. Um but really, it's about the decline of E3. Um, is is E3 even relevant irrelevant anymore? Is is it what the industry needs? Are other conferences like uh, PAX overshadowing E3? Uh, we've had Sony and EA uh, bail out of E3 this year. Tyler, Nick, you call it the uh, the decline of E3. I'd like to think it more of uh, evolution of E3. It's turning into a different kind of beast. Uh... Not the powerhouse we're looking at uh, like we used to anymore. 
unfortunately. But uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, changes in regards to uh, big name companies kind of starting to step out. The big question is, uh, do you think E3 could sustain itself with smaller companies making big announcements? I mean, does it have any choice at this point? Um, you say evolution, but maybe they failed to evolve uh, at the right time. Is it Are you too, calling it, these fuckers the dodo bird? Uh, well, E3, hell yeah. We we entered we entered a we entered a uh, a a, uh, a what do you call it a culture of live streaming a fairly long time ago, right. uh, in terms of like marketing and fiscal years when we're talking about that we entered a, like a live streaming really took it maybe started climbing up five years ago, six years ago, uh, when Justin TV just recently branded to Twitch, um, that's when it was on the uptake, and now with Sony doing its own thing. Um, and EA doing its own thing, um, maybe, maybe they're play- maybe they're the ones making the smart moves. I mean, EA uh, specifically, uh, they're in, they're enjoying a hell of a swing right now with Apex Legends right now in the mix. Right now, uh, it looks like they've peaked uh, 50 million players. I gave it a shot in the first month alone. However, uh, the, does that really give them enough confidence to say, hey, we're not going to participate in E3 anymore? We're uh, just going to stream uh, all our announcements and whatnot? It just seems like a, a real move by, uh, for example, Bethesda. Uh, Bethesda and Doom. Well, I mean, when you're EA and you finally get a win, you just run with it. Yeah, but <laughs> at, at this point, this is just... This is actually... This is running with it. It's, you get the football and everybody turns <laughs> and looks at you and you just sprint like a motherfucker towards the end zone. And uh, my example with Bethesda was pretty much like uh, they didn't uh, really give people a chance to review the game and it came out and everybody loved Doom. And so as a result, he, uh, sorry, Bethesda was like, you know what? We're not going to give anybody reviewer copies until a couple of days before. You guys don't really need to look at it because we got bangers like Doom and we are just going to run with it for the rest of the time because nothing could possibly go wrong after this. And that's what they did. <laughs> Well, I mean, with certain things, not talking about Fallout 76, Bethesda at least know that they have potential and they know what they're doing. Whereas when you look at EA, they really think that they know what they're doing. But then they put out a game like Battlefront 2, and then they really don't think that they know what they're doing. Um, I, I just I just think maybe this was a smart move on EA because the few E3 conferences that I watched by them have never been fun. Um, it was always a, a moment, like there was always filled with cringe. Really? Um, and it was just like kind of like, well, what the fuck are you doing? We need actual games, not whatever you're putting out. Because every year, you're definitely going to get a FIFA game. You're definitely going to get a Madden game. You're definitely going to get a few other sports-based titles. Um, the last few years, they've been teasing Anthem and what it was going to be, and then they pushed it, and now it came out to what it is, which is not so great. Um, I don't know. I don't think E3 will miss EA. That's the- it's really sad knowing all the years that EA has served as one of the uh, strongest foundations of video games back in the day. Ever since, like, I would say the '90s, if not sooner than that. Uh, whew. Honestly, I really would have thought that EA would just take a break, which, like, uh, certain companies will just, you know, they they get they get off the air, try to reset a little. But uh, a lot of companies, such as EA, feel like they're too big that they got to at least have something out there just to let people know that they're alive. And I don't know if that's going to be the best idea, honestly. Sometimes it's best to be forgotten. And then uh, when they come back with another banger like uh, Apex Legends, then, you know, it's like, oh, shit, EA's here and EA is back. Right, right. 
Um, and, and also, I think it's uh, the bigger companies want to have their own events so they can they can put more focus onto their own games and not necessarily announce games next to other titles and cause unnecessary competition. And also, to be fair, doing something like that the way I was describing, trying to go under the radar, does not uh, exactly fly well with the shareholders. And no, this is no, it doesn't. A, because they all just want an ROI and uh, you know, all they'll ever understand is money. And also, to be further fair at this point, Nintendo stopped you know, doing press conferences there, I think, uh, 2013. And then Sony's now not doing it. And EA thinks he's still... Or, she or is one of the big boys at this point and so it's like oh i'm gonna do that too so that's nintendo sony ea you still want to tell me e3 is not in decline and is just merely evolving it is evolving for the indie developing companies <laughs> which which i'll give it to you that because uh there's an article here that i listed coming to us from nintendolife.com where um limited run games uh the the uh company that bought you ukulele celeste and Shantae and the Pirates Cursed are going to be are going to have an official presence at E3 this year. Um, we know Devolver's Digital is planning another conference. Um, it's just I, I enjoy seeing a lot of these smaller studios come through and maybe having E3 scaled down and devolve into a smaller community focused indie conference is what's going to happen eventually. Not that that's their focus or that's their goal, because their goal was always to be E3. You know, even when I wasn't heavy into the industry, like, uh, or at least I wasn't doing this or I wasn't gaming as much, E3 always stood out. It was E3. And just looking at what it is now is sad. If you were to call it a shell of the past, yes, you're right. It It, it is declining in that direction. I, I do wonder how E3 in the company or whatever you want to say, the, the people behind E3 how they're going to have to rebrand this in the very near future to give it something, or otherwise they're just simply going to have to uh, coagulate or not coagulate, uh, just give it up for uh, PAX and other you know conventions like that because PAX is now becoming one of the the big you know it's the big show now, right? Because because you have you have PAX East, PAX West, PAX South, you have the Games Developer Conference, you have uh, Awesome Games Done Quick, which is not it's it's more of it's not a conference. But it has the potential to be one, considering how many people they pull in. Um, you have all the individual uh, conferences that all the big companies put out. Um, so, like you can imagine how uh, difficult and how diluted it is as gamers to receive our news from all these different places. And that was the whole point of E3 to get like all the big, you know, announcements all in one go. And now that doesn't even have a place anymore. So, when it comes to E3, what is the big company that or companies that we get to look at uh obviously microsoft i guess would have something there right uh microsoft bethesda ubisoft i don't think i think microsoft's the only one who's confirmed for sure i don't know if anybody else is really confirmed um but microsoft bethesda ubisoft devolver limited run uh i think you're gonna have pc gamer there uh again or um whatever the the segment is where they showcase all the different pc games does but, uh does Microsoft have their own separate uh, platform, kind of like uh, versus Nintendo Directs or the PlayStation Experience? Uh, y- yes, actually. What, actually, what is it yes. Called? Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's it it's every uh, second Tuesday. Um, it's called uh, um, fuck Microsoft. 
Um, the Xbox the, experience? It might be the Xbox experience. I have yeah. no, let's say I, I just I made it up. So I well, I mean, I didn't make it up. I have no idea what it is. It's kind of throwing me off because, unfortunately, uh, oh boy, uh, I found something that says uh, big XO29 <laughs> for Xbox instead of a two. They put an X in it. An Xbox event. Okay, I think they just call it an Xbox event. Um. It's the PlayStation experience. I feel like the, they'd be kind of stealing thunder if they did something like that. No, it's called something, and they just did it this past week uh, on the 12th of March where they announced um, Halo, the Master Chief Collection, coming to PC. Uh, uh, the Xbox uh, Xbox Insider. Microsoft hmm. Insider. One of those. Okay. One of those. I remember. Yay. One of those. It's real. Please. Believe me. Nick, you, you always believe first. You ask questions um, about Microsoft later. Um, but yeah, no, that's I. I don't know how to feel about what's happening to E three. Um, a little sad, but times have changed. And so, so in one of the other articles that I did a uh, link here that comes from Games Industry Biz, um, uh, where uh, somebody made a comment. Somebody from PlayStation makes the comments. Uh, Sean Layden, who is who's Sean Layden? I have no idea who is <laughs> Sean. Let's see. Sean Layden is, in fact, the chairman of Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide Studios. So so Sean Layden was um, um, had recently given a quote where he said, and this is in regards to E3, so the trade show became a trade show without a lot of trade activity. The world has changed, but E3 hasn't necessarily changed with it. I should have known this. This is kind of embarrassing. He was uh, previously the president and CEO of uh, Sony Active Entertainment America, and uh, he, he's now the chairman of the uh, like the the big show, the worldwide version of Sony now. Right, right, yeah. Um, so yeah, E3 this year is going to miss a powerhouse in Sony. Uh, it's going to miss a not so big of a powerhouse in EA. Uh, there, honestly, I don't think their presence will be missed whatsoever. It'll just make the whole event a lot nicer. Um, uh, but we're going to see limited runs. We're going to see Devolver Digital. We're going to see Microsoft announce uh, their two new gaming consoles, probably, according to rumors. Uh, maybe give us more information about Halo Infinite. Um, Big question for you. Two of them. You ready, Nick? Yep. First one is, do you think in the, the next decade, E3 may have to close its doors? Yes. Second question. When do you think that would happen, if it did? Um... What year are we in now? 2019? Um, yeah, uh, I think... Yeah, three months to figure that one out, Nick. Come on. I th- <laughs> Shut up, Pat. Okay. Um, I think we've got five years. Five I think years. E3 is... Uh, uh, if, uh, if I was... If I was the... Um, you know, the, the people who manage the event, I, I think from five years from now is a good is a good period of time to see whether they can actually bring any of the life back to the event okay. uh, to experiment and figure out uh, maybe two years uh, from now, proof of concept, and the remaining three years actually um, pushing that out. I'm just worried that there's going to be a uh, yet another competitor to that of that in uh, PAX or something that could possibly scoop it out or pull the rug under it. Uh, I feel like uh, PAX is probably going to start dominating at that point. It'd be too late. However, I wouldn't be against the idea of uh, a certain company that may or may not be uh, either third party to the whole thing. 
or is a video game company that just kind of takes over it. Like for right. example, uh, Xbox uh, you know, takes over the whole event and then allows uh, other companies to speak on it. It's going to have to change very soon in order for it to survive. I mean, really, the concept of uh, renting out this wide area for them to perform on isn't really like uh, like impossible to do. I just don't right. see how it would be profitable in the long run. I don't know how much money uh, the company makes. Well, um, I'd, I'd, I'd also like to say that E3 started off as a trade show where companies can come and showcase their new products and uh, it turned like video game companies started coming out, developers, publishers showing what they're working on, what's coming out soon. Um, and I think PAX was the uh, reasonable evolution to that, um, where it, it sort of became a showcase demo kind of convention where you could meet all your friends, uh, pulls in all these other different companies, pulls in all these other different cultures, these different industries, uh, right? Because now it's, uh, it's a big thing for cosplayers to go to PAX as well, right? So you've got PAX bundled up with all these other different communities and E3 has failed to progress or change from what it used to be. It's sad. It's a sign of the times, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, you could probably uh, <laughs> just make it even sadder. You know, look at what's happening to Blizzard and what's happening to to, to companies like EA, where they're not really going down. They're only going to make more money, but the quality of the products they're putting is uh, is is going down. Hmm. Right? Um, it is it is a time of change, and I really would like to see new companies come to the you know step up, come up to the main stage and like shine really. Is there any companies in mind that you don't see on E3 as much that you'd like to see take the spotlight? Um, no, not not really, because a lot of the companies that make good single player games take their time with things, and, and because I think they understand that they have to put the consumer first, and so they really take their time. They're not forcing themselves or the people that they work with to push out games. Um, at a at a at a rapid pace, or you know, just constantly. So they'll show up when they need to show up, or they'll work with whoever they're partnered with to showcase whenever it's ready to be showcased. So specifically, I'm thinking of Naughty Dog, uh, Insomnia Games, uh, Santa Monica Studios, uh, that that was responsible for God of War. They showed something when it was ready. CD Projekt Red, it's a fantastic company, and they don't they never showcase anything until they're ready to show it. I would like to see. ESA, the the company that runs the E3, uh, this would be magical for me. I, I feel like uh, this would be a sideways way of taking glory back into its name uh, by using E3 as the platform to help develop uh, video game unions, to uh, help with uh, talents and developers and whatnot. If they could do that as a way, the, I mean, do you see a bigger platform in which uh, that would be possible? No, actually, uh, that's a that's an interesting idea because with E3, I think regardless of how it's going to be every year or how the previous year has been or who's not showing up or who's showing up, I think E3 still pulls a lot more eyes uh, because the one advantage that E3 has over any of the other conferences is that it's it's live streamed, right? Right, uh, and it's uh, maybe the other conferences are live streamed too, but not to such a level that E3 is. And so, if E3 was able to use some of that pull that they have to bring people in the industry together. And uh, that would be an interesting take on what they could do or what they could evolve themselves into. Like the idea that there would be a live streaming event, not for a video game, but for the announcement that 
you know, we are developing a union to help protect the, you know, the company and the people of the companies. I think it would be a fantastic idea. And I think that would be the big, jeez, I can't talk worse shit, Nick. I think yeah, it would yeah. be the uh, biggest landing or uh, jumping platform that they could launch themselves off of. Right. And E3 is also like the company that runs E3. For the last few years, I've never felt anything scummy from them. You know, like, for example, with EA and sometimes Bethesda, you can just feel the scum, even though, even through the internet, just across, like, through your screen as well. You can just feel that they're full of themselves and they're about to take all my money and I'm going to let them take it and I'm going to feel bad about myself afterwards. I could have bought tickets to the Nylon Mountains, but all I got is this bag. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, there's so many cool things you can do with all this reach that you have and I just, I just want to see the industry succeed, and I want to see people taken care of. And I believe E3 has that reach to, you know, pull off, pull off your idea. Whether they actually do it or not is another conversation. True. I'm gonna say, what's in it for them? What is the? I mean, obviously, social revolution and all that stuff uh, for the video game uh, world would be obviously a big deal. I feel. But like, there's no uh, return of interest on that for the shareholders. True. ESA would uh, be making a very non-profit driven uh, way of doing that. So it would have to, I feel like it would have to take uh, the power and money of a very large company to back it, which is unfortunate, but true. Question is though, what company or person would be willing to go as far to make the big step? Do you think it'd be a video game company? If, so if we're talking about video game companies and if they had the money... I 100% believe that CD Projekt Red would do it. The only problem with that is uh, CG Projekt Red is, I believe, uh, stationed in Eastern Europe, isn't it? Sweden? Uh, Poland. Poland, Poland, sorry. Yes. And so uh, we'd have to, I mean, over here in the States at the very least, because obviously they got something going on over in Great Britain. I'm focusing on the States here. Do you think there's an American-based company that would be able to pull something like that off? Microsoft. Microsoft would be uh, probably the most likely th- step to it. I think out of all the companies based in uh, the United States, Microsoft is the least scummy. True. I think uh, the other potential thing is uh, with uh, talk about uh, Google trying to get their hands into the market, I feel like Google could possibly do it as well. But at the same time, I have no idea what the uh, the working structure for Google is like. It might be horrific, actually. Oh, Google's trying to get their hands in the market. Have you seen the patent uh, design for their new controller? It no. looks like it'll really hurt your hands. It's all sharp and edgy, and I I feel uncomfortable even looking at that controller. Um, so for those of you who've not, not seen it yet, just Google Google controller, and you'll oh, see yeah. what I'm talking about. And it looks like it'll give you arthritis just about immediately. Kind of looks like a, a remolded uh, Joy-Con with uh, grips on it. It does, but it just looks very uncomfortable. I mean, this is Google. Google would spend hundreds of thousands of hours trying to test demo. Maybe, maybe it's not that bad. Well, mind you, this is only the uh, this is only designs or speculative design from the patent. Um, these are not the actual final designs. This product's not even out yet. Um, but like these early visualizations have me. Have my hands hurting a little bit. Um, Nick, uh, do you remember the Boomerang controller? No, I do not remember the Boomerang controller. Now, the Boomerang controller was uh, one of the original designs for how the PlayStation 3 controller was going to be. 
And I am going to send you a link in the chat if you want a quick uh, link to that. But at the same time, uh, obviously, a lot of designs by big companies don't come to fruition after a while because they realize that uh, it's not the best idea. That's and pretty bad. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that was that was legit the controller that was first shown <laughs> with the PlayStation 3. <laughs> it was just so comical having this weird crescent shaped thing. We are the future. Like, oh shit, back up. Dual shock, please. Give us just just give us dual shock. <laughs> and so I feel like Google will uh hear the feedback and they'll respond appropriately and they'll make something a little bit more solid. Because uh, Google is like that. They're they're good and they're responsive with feedback. Oh, yeah, and they have the money to definitely go through plenty of iterations and figure out what exactly that they have to do to make it right. Um, and also, it's not like they're breaking ground in a, in a completely new industry. You have a bunch of consoles out there and a bunch of controllers out there. They know what people like to use and they know what feels comfortable. So I'm sure they're going to base off around one of those designs. Right. And so uh, with that in mind, uh, you know, Microsoft, Google... Do you think there would be anybody that like uh, that is not video game related, like somebody filthy rich out there that really cares about the well-being of video game developers? Do you think there would be somebody there that could uh, afford putting a union together? No, no, oh, no, not at all. I mean, uh, uh, Twitch is already in bed with uh, Amazon with Jeff Bezos, and he's already, uh, you know, enforced some of. Uh, uh, the ad policies that people are not happy with, which is not a big deal, but you know, there's no honestly, when it comes to corporations, I can't think of anybody who does things, any company that does things out of the kindness of their own heart, right? I mean, there's obviously companies have their own uh virtuous methods to show that they're good for the uh, usually for the presses, unfortunately, but th- there's really no outstanding. We've always been there to help our people. Well, I mean, I'm trying to remember the last time like Microsoft announced like a cut in their uh, company and whatnot like that. I mean, but it's also factual. Like these are companies, right? They're True. there to make money, right? So right. we can't really expect them um, to uh, make big sacrifices for the sake of. I mean, we should be because we're humans and we need to help each other. There should be people out there who have the means to just go out and help people. But realistically, companies are not going to make big altruistic like sacrifices. God bless capitalism. Hundred um, percent. That being said, E three is 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 in a is a bit of, is in a bit of a pickle. Um, a pickle. Dog. It would it be a zesty pickle? <laughs> no, maybe maybe a little bit more of a musty pickle. Oh, E three is a musty pickle. What the just, fuck? Just just a little bit, you know. Just a little, they have to they have to write write the wrong eventually. Musty with or what? Some... It's in vinegar. It's in pickle juice. I don't know, Tyler. Shit happens. Shit happens. Um, I'd make that the podcast title if uh, we were <laughs> immediately reviewed. <laughs> Oh man, you want to try it? Shit happens. Shit happens. Um, E3 is in a pickle. Snoop Dogg has started his own gaming league, Gangsta Gaming League, specifically Gangsta Gaming League. I'm sorry, uh, but I I'm the liberal media that is gangster, sir. All right then, moving on. <laughs> what you don't like? You don't like the hot take that they were forcing gangster over gangsta? I'm I'm just saying that there's there's a lot better to do than fight over the pronunciation of a word. I think 
Well, uh, let me let me ask you, Nick. Let's just do one word answers then. Do you think okay. it should be gangster or gangsta? Gangsta. Is that with an A? Because I'm hard of hearing sometimes. That is with an E. I agree. Okay, good. All right, we'll settle that then. Okay, that's what it was presented as, and that's what it should have been kept as, anyways. True. Um, we're gonna move on to game releases, and it's been it's a little bit of a slow week with one really big hitter. Tyler, do you want to tell us about what's happening? Oh boy, I, I we're gonna start off the big hitter right here. It's gonna be Fate slash Extella Link. Ooh, I uh, yeah. I don't know about you, Nick, but I love the Fate series like a motherfucker. The problem is, though, lately when it comes to uh, Fate, uh, their big thing has been for the mobile. And, you know, it's been kind of rough that, you know, they're going to make their money on a gacha game. Thankfully, uh, I mean, they've had games come out like for the the Switch, but it's just just feels like it's mediocre work at best. I have no idea whether or not uh, Fate Excel Link is going to be the next big thing. However, to be fair, it is coming out for uh, long dead consoles. Uh, it is coming out on the 19th, which is for the listeners, of course. It's going to be on Tuesday. It's coming out for the PlayStation 4, PC, Vita, and Nintendo Switch. The Vita, Nick. Never heard of it. Tell me about it. Tell, tell you about what? Fate? No, the Vita. <laughs> Never uh, heard just, of it. I'm going to say, look at that, that weird hunk of metal on the wall there. <laughs> Somewhere, somewhere, somebody's a little bit upset that we're not acknowledging the Vita in all its glory. Yeah, it's an okay system. It's a great video player. Oh yeah, I, I heard you can um, uh, play uh, Destiny Two on your Vita too. <laughs> yeah, you can also shit in your hands and clap and get as much enjoyment. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, it's weird because uh, my friend Nick. Well, you're my friend, of course, but you yeah, know no, but talking. the other Nick, yeah, the the Shadow Nick, or are you Shadow Nick? Because I'm he, Shadow Nick. Let's say he's Wonderbread White. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm Mocha Nick. Okay, so Wonderbread Nick, as I'm going to call him now, which is probably going to get me in all sorts of trouble, uh, was recently playing Destiny Two through his Vita, trying to convince me that it was a good thing. You can't even run, as far as I'm aware. So it's like, no, uh, you're not going to convince me into thinking that playing Destiny 2 on the Vita through the PlayStation 4 is going to work. So you you know how they say that lightning doesn't strike the same spot twice? That's not true at all. No, no, I, I know, but you know how they say that lightning doesn't strike the same spot twice? Yes, if we're in a sophisticated age in the 1900s, sure. Right, um... And so I feel like the saying could be adapted to, you know, idiocracy doesn't strike twice in the same spot. Clearly it does with two different people at two different times trying to play Destiny 2 on a fucking PS Vita. Nick, listen, here, take a, <laughs> take a knee, buddy. Oh, no, I can't do that. That's that's not allowed. Okay, okay, fine. Uh, stand tall. Uh, you know, do more than Stephen Hawkins could. Oof. And uh, I know, oof. Nick, I got really into Destiny 2 during that period of time, and I was stuck at a hotel with nothing but a PlayStation Vita on me. I would if, have tried it too, Tyler. If you desperately wanted to play uh, Destiny 2 and you had only this little handheld device, you're, you're right. You wouldn't fucking try Like I, I gotta I would have tried it too, yeah. It, it, it's, it's like uh, the, the section from... Uh, have you heard of the... Uh, series called uh code monkeys no uh it, it was by g4 is it g4 or g3 i always forget i think, I think it's g4 
uh, yes, which was an old video game TV show, uh, where th- there's an episode where the the politician takes all the weed away. And so they're so desperate to get high in this episode that they take a bee that they believe pollinated with a marijuana plant and tried smoking that. That's how desperate <laughs> I was to play Destiny 2. All right. I, I, I believe you. I'm just giving you shit. No, it's okay. You can give me shit. I, I'm defending myself. <laughs> it, it's kind of like, okay, the, the the dog is still barking because it's upset. It's okay. We understand why you're barking. But I got to keep barking. Understand me. Right. Essentialism. And uh, also coming out on the same day as uh, SNK 40th Anniversary Collection coming out for the PlayStation 4. Now, Nick, have you heard of uh, the next game that we're talking about here? No, I have not. Now, Chocobo... Well, this... Actually, Chocobo does sound familiar. Chocobo is the, the creature from Final Fantasy. The uh, the white... Or sorry, the yellow turkey, typically. Although they come in different colors. Uh, I'm sure you heard of uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon? Yes. Uh, Square Enix is going to be making a Chocobo Mystery Dungeon, which uh, we heard about a while ago, I believe maybe at the last E3. And it looks like it's actually finally starting to come out. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, I believe uh, that would make it an adventure RPG style kind of game. Yeah, and that comes out uh, for the PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch um, on the 20th of March. So it's coming Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes. And so it, it's just weird knowing that... Uh, I'm so used to Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, so the uh, the concept of Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, it's like, I mean, I believe Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is, is are they made by Square Enix? Honestly, I have no idea. I've never played any of the Mystery Dungeon series. So, it is, in fact, oh, uh, that does not help me with anything. It's developed by Nintendo. Okay, so maybe I'm full of shit. I don't know anymore. Wait a minute. It is uh, developer is by Chunsoft, aka Spike Chunsoft, which I I thought they were correlated to Square Enix for a period of time. Uh, I'm full of shit though. No, I'm wrong. Disregard me. I think the reason why I know them is because uh, Danganronpa, specifically Chunsoft. Well, okay. well, they do all of the Mystery Dungeon though, so this is not the first Chocobo Mystery Dungeon game. Is it not? I mean, it says. No. Everybody, so, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So the first one came out in '97, actually. Uh, Chocobo no Fushigi na Dungeon. Um, I don't think it got a North American release. And then there was Chocobo's Dungeon Two that came out in '99 in North America. Final Fantasy Fable Choco- Chocobo's Dungeon in 2008. Uh, and then Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon. Everybody. Yeah, they and they have a bunch of other ones. There's Dragon Quest. There's Shirin the Wanderer series. Uh, there's a Pokemon series that they do. Um, yeah, they do a bunch. Well, I mean, in this case, uh, it looks like Square Enix uh, was the main developer for this game, whereas, uh, I mean, I guess Mystery Dungeon isn't exactly a copyrighted name. I have no idea. It's kind of weird how, how that works out. Well, I mean, if they're involved, then it's the, they probably own the intellectual property for that name, or, or at least the trademark for that name, and so they give their approval for how the game turns out, I guess, and, you know, I'm like, all right, yeah, you can put it out as a Mystery Dungeon game, yay. Hey, now, kind of like uh, I was thinking of uh, weird names, and then I started thinking about Atlas, and then I started thinking about Capcom. I know this guy; I just ADD'd so hard. I was like, man, I kind of wish uh, we got a Professor Layton. Have you played one of those games before? No, I have not. Really? Oh, well, they're fun puzzle games. Anyways, that's all I got out of me, Nick. There's one super big game that's supposed to be coming out this week. What's going on with this man? 
Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is finally out. It comes out this Friday, March 22nd. I blew so, uh, yes. PS4, Xbox One, and PC. No. Um, what about my Nintendo Switch, though? I don't think it could handle the level of graphics in this game, Tyler. This game was beautiful when they showcased it at E3 last year. Um, I believe this is the samurai-based game uh, where you ride around... Wait, wait, was this was this the episode, uh where the for the trailer it just showed them walking through like a, a giant field of uh flowers and stuff? I believe so. Okay. Or that could be a different game. But regardless, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is a game from that's right, from software. The same people who bought to you the hit series Dark Souls and also Bloodboard and also a new game no, that's platinum games, never mind. But yeah, no, from software. And yes, uh, Sekiro is the game uh, that I was talking about where the Mongolians, I believe, were invading and they had right. to defend them off. Well, shit. That comes out this Friday. That's finally out this Friday. There's a special edition PS4 that I saw that looks absolutely stunning. It's all white and uh, um, I can't remember what the design was, but I was I was, I was shaken. I was shaken by how good it looked. I want to get this uh, game. Everybody's very excited. Yeah, Tyler, you should be excited too. Shit, Nick, it's coming out for PS4 and PC. Yep. You you recently built a PC, Tyler. It is a nice PC. I'm looking yeah. at it like a like a it is a pretty nice car slap put a PC. This baby will run for miles. <laughs> um so yeah, uh that's your uh, game releases this week. A little bit slow, but we do have one heavy hitter. Um moving on to this day in gaming. Oh, yes, Tyler. Shit. I just realized I'll be out of town next week. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. I won't be able to play Shadow. Shadow side twice. Oh no. Oh no. Anyways, this day in gaming. Day is February 11th. No, not That's February weird. 11th. Oh god, right. we're going back in time! We gotta <laughs> stop the time conflux, Marty! We haven't changed it yet. March 18th. The, the day is March 18th. And we well, have a few games on here. March 11th last week. So what's going on here? What the fuck did we do? I, I think it was still Feb 11th. We were like, no, it's not Feb. It might have been March. Or you, when you read it off, you just read March because you realized it was wrong. Okay. And then, yeah. Anyways, uh, we've got a couple of good games. Uh, um, let, let, I'm going to argue. I just, okay. One. Listen, I just put these on here because you would have yelled at me for not including like a Metal Gear Solid game. Okay. That, that's that's fair. <laughs> Tyler, do you want to tell us about the first two? Uh, yes. Uh, thanks to the power of Konami and all that. Apparently, five years ago, holy shit, for the PS3, PS4, 360, and Xbox One, Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes came out, which uh, was, no offense to anybody that enjoyed it, was a horrific game, in my opinion. And it, it really bugged me. Uh, whew. Also, uh, coming out in 2008, uh, Metal Gear Solid The Essential Collection for the PlayStation and PlayStation 2 came out, which is really weird because the PlayStation 3 actually uh, existed in 2006, so I'm not sure what the fuck was going on there. Uh, I know they had a, a collection like that around that time, also for the PlayStation 3, but it must have came at a diff- different point around this uh, time of year. Now, Nick, in 2000... 2000... Uh, let me tell you about something that happened in 2016, Nick. Tell me something about what happened in 2016. 
Pokemon Tournament for the Wii U came out, which is the Pokemon fighting game, came out over in Canada and the U.S. Well, did it originally come out for the can- uh, for the Wii U first? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I didn't I didn't know that it was for the Wii U first. Well, that would that would make sense because the Switch hadn't launched in 2016. That is true. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, that was no. I the thought... one that came out for the Switch is uh, totally a port. Well, uh, Pokemon XD Tournament XD is that what yes. it's called? I believe yeah. so. Yes. Um. Don't worry, I got you back, buddy. Thank you. Um, anything else before we move uh, further down into time? Go back in time. Ooh, I'm going to go back in time. I'm okay with going back in time. Tell me, show me the world, man. What's going? Right, what happened? So, so, in 2004, on this day, Epic Games Incorporated was formed. Epic and Scion Studios merged together to form Epic Games Incorporated. Um, Scion's Michael Capps uh, assumes the, assumed the role of Epic Games president, while Tim Sweeney remains chairman and CEO. Uh, let's see, Epic Games president. So this was back in 2004, so I don't know if um, it still stands. Let's see. Uh, pulling up the list of key people, it doesn't seem like uh, Michael Capps is still involved. Tim Sweeney, however, is still founder and very much the CEO. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood came out for uh, Windows and Steam and all that stuff worldwide in 2011. This day. Yeah, I didn't want to mention that because I, you know, anything that came out after Black Flag was garbage to me. Damn, dude! Even Brotherhood? You're really gonna shit on Brotherhood? I don't know. I've never played Brotherhood, so I can't really speak for it. Oh well, you called it shit, so I guess you can speak for it, huh? Oh yeah, pretty much. My opinion matters. Everybody it, should listen to me. Absolutely, I listen to you. All right, we've got one last heavy hitter here, and I think this is a game that we both can attest to. Uh, uh, hopefully, it's either going to be Mario Party Six or Resident Evil Four that came out in two thousand five. It's neither of those, Tyler, because this game I'm talking about is Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire that came out in two thousand three on this day. Oh, that's a terrible game, though. <laughs> you know how much time I put put into these games? Oh, I'm just fucking with you. I figured I'd get a rise out of somebody. Those are fantastic games. <laughs> um, this was well before um, the... Uh, no, actually, it wasn't even well before the, the third game where it fixed all the shit was, uh, was a trend. But Ruby and Sapphire were some of the, some of the best games. Generation 3 uh, was, was a good generation. Which one did you like the most? Ruby, Sapphire, or Emerald? Um... I remember getting a copy of Ruby from my parents as a gift, uh, promptly losing that copy and then getting Emerald to replace it. Oh, man, that, that's a fucking heartbreaker, no, man. No, I didn't lose it. I got a copy of Emerald on top of Ruby because I used my Ruby cartridge to port over games using the Nintendo DSi, uh, the Nintendo DS Lite dongle. So I would port over, not port over games, port over Pokemon from Generation 3 to Generation 4 because of the dongle, the Game Boy dongle that it had. Hmm. Yeah, 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 that's that's part of the reason why I was able to complete my Pokédex so seamlessly because I still have I think my uh, my Blaziken is still um, registered under the trainer name that I used in uh, Ruby. <laughs> that's fucking yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember the time I think it was for uh, Diamond and Pearl when they introduced uh, Pokemon Park, right. where you you could transfer Pokemon from your cartridge up uh, for your uh, Game Boy Advance up to your right. DS. And that shit was amazing. Yeah, that's how I got a lot of the uh, 
uh, Generation Three and Two Pokemon into Generation Four, and then it just it just uh, just bundled forward from there. Generation Five is where I did a lot of the hunting and the breeding, and then Generation Six and Seven um, is where I just I didn't need to do as much, and I just had to focus on those generations. Hmm. Nick, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me, Nick, on Twitter and Instagram. Sick at Nick. <laughs> Very sick. Um, Twitter and Instagram at LRWarrior11 and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash LRWarrior11. Nailed it. Nice. One shot, too. Look at you. Yeah, I did one go. Where can we find you, Tyler? Uh, you can find me potentially sometime in the near future on twitch.tv slash two times Tyler because Brandon and I have been discussing if we're going to play these games. You might as well show it off to the world for the Ocarina of Time randomizer. Fair. I think it. I think it'd be fun to watch. My only concern oh, is yeah. it would have to be super casual because you, you, you got a lot of people that play this seriously. Like, I mm-hmm. think every single week they have a tournament. I'm in the Discord for the Ocarina of Time, Nick, uh, like for oh, the no. randomizer. And like uh, this week, they had to announce a disqualification because somebody was actually cheating in the thing, allegedly. Hypothetically, of course. Thank you, Captain Hypothetical. Uh, but uh, if you just want to shoot the shit and talk with me, I'm on Twitter at two times Tyler. DMs are always open. Go ahead and slide with them. Or imagine them. imagine cheating in a game that came out 21 years ago and that there's extensive guides on. Just just imagine. I mean the 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 way they allegedly cheated was uh, there are in order for the, the them to be participating into the uh, tournament, they have to be streaming live so judges can like look at everything. Right. And basically, I think this guy might have been in second place, and he was looking at the stream of the person in first place who was ahead of him, and they are using the same seed. So he needed an object, and he had you know the pick like between five, six different chests in different areas, but then he saw the person in first place get the item he needed from that chest, and so you see him walking down Hyrule Field, stop, just stand there for a second, and then teleports to the area where that chest is. And it's like, okay, that's... uh Ah, I see. I mean, that, super suspicious shit like that. It's like... Right, right. It, it's pretty cool that uh, judges were able to see something like that. You know, just the weird hesitation. But I suppose if you were following a method and all of a sudden you just stopped and randomly headed towards the right direction, that would be, you know, super suspicious. Mm-hmm. But the person that got caught doing something like that, you know, was like, I... Didn't she? I just had intuition. Ah, in shape intuition. of yes, in the, in, the, in the form of hacks and, <laughs> and looking at other streams to see where the chest would be. Intuition, same as psychics. Yep, that that's exactly how it worked, uh, Nick. All you right. can also uh, find uh, God. No, you're uh, the host. Yeah, I'm, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you yeah. sure? I? Yes, yes, okay. sir. You can find Casual Master Quest on all social medias as well. You can find us on Twitter at Master Quest Pod. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Casual Master Quest. Um, and you can also email us at CasualMasterQuest at gmail.com. Um, now, the Instagram is also at Casual Master Quest. It's just with school, I haven't been able to actually get it done, but I'm pretty close to working on a template where eventually it's going to be looking good and we're going to have it up and ready for you guys and it's going to be fantastic, but you can go ahead and give us a follow there too, preemptively, um, because we're going to be everywhere. You're never going to get rid of us. We're like herpes. Pretty much, yeah. Um, Thank goodness. You know. Sorry, I didn't mean to drop it like that. Just, hey, haha. <laughs>
Um, but yeah, Sorry that's for uh, all the people who listen and have. Purpose. That's, that's Don't worry, you're stuck with us too. It's like a um, any last words, Tyler? Uh, well, there goes my uh, promotions for anything. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, I think that's pretty much it. I think it was a good show, and I hope to, uh, you know, I do believe I will be out of town next week, so it will be Nick and uh, hopefully someone teaming up something else. Ooh. Otherwise, uh, ooh. 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 Me gusta. Du has. Du has. Du has auto. What? Du has ein auto. Oh boy, Shadow Clone Jutsu? I have no idea what's going on here. It's uh, German for "Do you have a car?" Oh, uh, nine. Yeah, Duhas is "You have," or "You are," I think. What What is Mish then? I have no fucking clue. Okay, then I guess I'll forever not understand what that song is about. Anyways, Anyways. that was Casual Math Quest episode forty three. That uh, was Ramstein. I was your host for the episode, Nick. I was joined by my lovely partner Tyler. Hey. Uh, be, be kind to one another. Enjoy your games, and don't forget to never stop the grind. Be safe. See you guys next week. Bye. 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 Oh, my God. Intro to the podcast titled Casual Master Quest was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelries Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelries Music or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.